0: You're listening to the Plano Pulse, a Plano Chamber podcast keeping you in tune with the heartbeat of the local business community. It's time for the Plano Pulse.
1: We here at the Plano Chamber
0: are working hard to finish out 2020 strong. And we're working hard on our 2021 events now. We would love to partner with you as a sponsor buy virtual tables for your employees, and many other ways. We'd love to connect with you and get you more information on how you can partner with us on these great events. Find out more at planochamber.org or contact any Plano Chamber staff.
2: Thank you for joining us for Plano Pulse. I'm Kelly Marcellus, President and CEO of the Plano Chamber. And I'm Lisa Smith, 2020
3: Chair of the Board for the Plano Chamber.
0: And I'm Steve McSwain, 2020 Chair Elect of the Board of the Plano Chamber.
2: Well, Lisa, Steve, thank you both for joining us for today's podcast. I'm really excited to be talking to both of you this morning and celebrate. And yes, I did say celebrate. We have some great things to be celebrating as we sit here and record this, um, some of our accomplishments for this year. It's hard to imagine, but um, we're getting close to the end of the year. I'm not really sure where it went. I think in those dog days of the spring, we thought this year may never end, but we're getting closer. So I'm just excited to have the conversation today.
0: We all know that this year didn't go quite as planned as the pandemic caused us to close our office for several months, um, switch to virtual events, learn to navigate through our new world, master the Zoom call. Uh, What's it like leading the chamber through this rapidly changing time?
3: Well, it was definitely an interesting time. Um, Every day was a new challenge. It was definitely uh, uncharted territory. Luckily, we had an engaged executive leadership team and board of directors, and we knew it was vital to the business community for us to continue to serve as a resource to our members as they experienced that sudden impact of closures due to COVID-19. And, you know, we had to figure that out quickly. And uh, staff, even working remotely, was up to the task. We we started uh, the Daily Business Bulletin, Mm -hmm. the Business Hub. Uh, you know, we, we kept our members updated at the local level with the city, PISD, uh, state and federal updates, info on the CARES Act, closures, vaccines, testing. So it was really up to our staff to come up with those innovative programs. And they were, as I said, they were up to the test and they, they were there to help members through every aspect of the pandemic. And as you mentioned, Steve, our staff quickly became Zoom experts with the move to to our virtual events.
0: So Kelly, you mentioned earlier celebrating accomplishments. The most recent one that I can think of that maybe you could elaborate on is our certification as a five-star Chamber of Commerce nationally.
2: Yes, yes. We uh, just got the call last week. So the Plano Chamber uh, was in a five-star accredited chamber starting back in 2015. I've joked around the office, we kind of drew the short straw a little bit on having to reapply in the middle of a pandemic. Um, but we're thrilled to find out that we we were reaccredited once again at five stars. So very exciting.
0: That's uh, that's a huge accomplishment. And as you mentioned, particularly during the challenging times that... Uh, you know we're going through, but you know you put a smile on, and that's what we, we all do here uh, is look for the positives and don't dwell on the negatives. Tell us uh, how by being a five-star uh, accredited chamber of commerce. What exactly does that mean in terms of all the chambers of commerce in the united states i know it's it's a very small portion of the chambers are five-star accredited Mm -hmm.
2: yeah well i am so glad to be having this conversation right now because there were you know there were some times we weren't sure about that and i think it's a real testament to our focus as a chamber not only the staff but the leadership and the board members um on you know the focus of our mission and our opportunities that we provide to members and You know, it's not just the current staff. The staff that came before us laid a great foundation, um, and all of our amazing volunteers did as well. So, the US Chamber of Commerce offers the accreditation program to chambers across the country and recognizes those. Um, for outstanding contributions towards positive change in your community. So it's not only a look in, but it's also a look out at the work that we do within the community. So that's what I think is really special about this specific designation. And that purpose is to facilitate excellence and really foster a pro-business environment across the country. So the U.S. Chamber kind of provides this as an opportunity for Chambers, but the work is really on us. Right now, there's only about 135 star accreditations across the entire U.S., and so we're really excited not only to be one of those 135 star chambers, but also that we, you know, we accomplished this in in the middle of a pandemic, Uh, and so that's something else that's really exciting. The process is intense. Um, In addition to the work that is done and represented in the application, you know, we're we're also doing the work every day. So, yes, we put together this really intense application, but... All the while, it's our day job, too, to continue that programming and do these things. So the staff put together a nine-section application. Um, inside each of those sections is short answer essay questions, um, the opportunity to attach examples, and it really forces you to take a long, hard look at pretty much everything you're doing in your chamber. Those sections, um, they deep dive into the operations. It's things like programming, governance, finance, even... Even our facilities, there's an entire section on the facilities in your office space, and so that is, um, of course, one of our, you know, great. Assets here at the chamber, even though it's not being used as much this year, is our facilities and the opportunities we provide for members to come in and be a part of the chamber inside our doors. Once we completed that application, it went to the U.S. chamber where the accrediting board uh, reads it thoroughly and asks questions. So, in some sections, we were asked to provide more detail or explain our answers, which is a nice opportunity to be able to even go a little bit deeper. So, this year we happened to to receive perfect scores in five of those nine sections. So we were really, really proud of that. And really, I have to say, because they send us a really um, robust explanation of the near misses in the other sections, they were very minor. Um, So things that we knew going into it that we wanted to improve upon were what they pointed out. And so there were no hidden surprises. And, and so once that board reads through the application and makes their recommendation, the U.S. Chamber Board of Directors um, makes the final call on the accreditation assignment. You know, it's important to us. It's not only our kind of guiding North Star as, a, as staff and as a chamber to keep focused on the work, it's also a threshold for us of success. We want to maintain that status, we want to continue to do good work. Um, and I mentioned it helps us identify those weaknesses. So it's a tool as well. It really helps us see things that we need to approve upon before it becomes a problem. And just kind of helps us continue to evolve. And the members should be really proud, too. I mean, this is their chamber. It's not my chamber. It's not the staff's chamber. It's the members' chamber. And, you know, Steve and Lisa, as members, you guys, this is your chamber. And um, so you have a huge hand in the organization's success. All of our members do. And, uh, again, accreditation is just a testament to how engaged our community is with the businesses we represent.
0: So uh, that's great insight and and a huge accomplishment. Congratulations to the staff and and to the chamber. Uh, Two quick follow-ups, though. You you mentioned there's 135 uh, five-star accredited chambers in the United States. How many in Texas and specifically how many in North Texas?
2: So there are about 40 chambers in Texas that are accredited. Um, I'd have to check to see exactly how many are five-star, I think roughly half. And here in North Texas, we have four, I believe. Great. So these new numbers that came out through our process, you know, they might've added or, or taken one away, but um, it's it's pretty
0: unique company. So that's awesome. And lastly, uh, how long does that accreditation last? Is it 12 months, 24 months? Or? It's
2: five years actually. So the next time we will submit a
0: reaccreditation application is 2025. Well, congratulations both to okay. you and Lisa for having a five-star accredited chamber, and to myself for having a five-star accredited <laughs> chamber next year. So five years—that's great. Yep, absolutely.
3: Well, Kelly, I mean, that's a real tribute to you and the staff. Um, Thank you. You know, that's quite an accomplishment in a in a normal year, let alone in a COVID year. So, talk talk a little bit about your experience in leading in leading the staff during these these COVID times, I mean, they, they, the staff stepped up and pivoted. But give your perspective. Well, you know, for me,
2: I was still in the first few months of being in this role, and so you know, there was nothing like timing of taking on a new job and a role of of this magnitude. And you know, as as we started this pandemic, and so. You know, there we were, Lisa, you and I, we were working on my first 100-day plan. Uh, We were setting meetings. We were planning on going out and developing these relationships. You know, basically everything stopped. But, you know, for us and for me, it really didn't feel like it stopped. It just kind of changed. And it added a layer of complexity I really hadn't experienced before. I you know I heard superintendent Bonzer say one time that her job had gone from educating students to keeping them safe and she was talking about of course school shootings and violence and and things like that and at the time that statement really stuck with me because I just I had so much empathy for her, or you know I I just felt her stress and and the things that she was going through and while this is not on that level I, I kind of understood what she was talking about because while we all have our eye on the bottom line and and the success, you know, my my concern and my priorities really shifted to keeping people safe, and it started with our staff, and we had to make some quick decisions about you know what we were going to do to keep the staff safe, to keep our members safe, and to keep their business and their livelihoods safe. And public health is not something that the chamber would normally weigh in on or take positions on. But honestly, it kind of became our job to to be a source of information and in some ways a shoulder to cry on. And in some ways, um, just really getting down to humanity of making sure we were all taking care of each other so that was a that was a definite different experience for me but i'm i'm so proud of the work that we did the staff here is amazing Um, they work on issues and programs especially this year that that impact lives in our community and they do it with a smile and they do it when not everyone agrees with them or is happy about the situation You know, I couldn't ask for a better group of people to work with, and they're the reason why we were successful this year.
0: That's great. That's great. Thanks, Kelly. Lisa, what is something that you learned through your experience as chair of the board, either uh, about the Plano Chamber or the community or even yourself, that was a surprise to you in the past year?
3: I think uh, the one thing I learned is that resiliency is key. I think whether that was in my personal life or certainly in my professional life and certainly here at the Chamber, You know, you have to be resilient and you have to be able to pivot and change on a dime. And we saw our members, whether they had five employees, 50 employees or 5,000 employees, be able to uh, transition in days to what would become the new normal. And I think to me that was one of the most impressive uh, parts of the year and and especially to see our staff step up. I can't emphasize enough um, how important it was and what an important role the staff played in our success this year. That's great, thanks.
2: We have more to discuss, including our visions for the future of the chamber, but first let's take a quick break. We'll be right back with more Plano Pulse.
1: Hello everyone, this is Christine Wunderlich, your manager of engagement here to share an advocacy update. As we start the new year and prepare to enter the 87th legislative session, we have an exciting schedule of events prepared for our membership, particularly our legislative session kickoff event that will feature former speaker of the Texas House, Joe Strauss. As the champion of the business community, Speaker Strauss will share his insights into the upcoming session regarding the budget, response to the coronavirus pandemic, and other key issues that will impact North Texas. Join us at 10 a.m. on January 5th to hear his unique perspective into how he sees the 87th legislative session playing out in 2021. Register online today at planochamber.org forward slash events, or reach out to me, Christine Wunderlich, at extension 228 for additional event information and for sponsorship opportunities. Thanks and have a great day.
0: Welcome back to the Plano Pulse. Today, we're talking, taking time to discuss 2020 and the challenges and successes that we've all experienced this, uh, throughout this year. So this has been a very different year, but it hasn't been without its successes. Lisa and Kelly, uh, what are you both most proud that you accomplished this year?
3: Well, you know, I'd have to say what we've already discussed is our five-star reaccreditation. I think that was just a, a, a big win for us in during this challenging year, and uh, I couldn't be more proud, as I mentioned, of the staff and and their continued commitment to providing just outstanding program and service to our our members. You know, that's that's the type of service our members have come to expect. So, and. And that we continued to serve as the voice of business and be that connector and to pass on that, that information from, from uh, the city and the school district and the state, even our congressional members. We were that connector to those entities and we were able to provide that ongoing dialogue that our elected officials were looking for with the business community. So I'm really proud that we were able to accomplish that.
2: Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I agree with all those things. I think one of the things that I'm really proud of is we've maintained our staffing levels as an organization. We we haven't had to make huge cuts. Um, we've, you know, we have definitely uh, been in savings mode, but it's been positive. We've provided a flexible working environment for our staff and continued to meet goals and um, continue to provide good work. And I think You know, I think of this morning, we're sitting here recording and just about two hours ago, we had a public policy meeting with 75 people on the call and that's more than we'd have in person some, you know, some months. And so I think our ability to access folks when they don't have to travel in to speak in person was key during some of these programs and the content has been strong and we're continuing to engage our members in that way. So, um, all great things.
0: That's awesome. Good for And kudos to both of you for, uh, for your leadership during, um, you know, a, a little different last eight to nine months. Well,
2: Steve, let's let's kind of hand it back to you. We'll, we'll switch from looking back to looking forward. What do you hope to see the Chamber accomplish over the next year or five years?
0: I can sum it up in four words. Don't mess it up. <laughs> uh, you guys have done a great job. Uh, the Chamber has had a history of, of being a positive influence on the, on the, the economic environment here in Plano, Our company, Art of Travel, has been a member of the Plano Chamber for 40 years, 4-0. So that's a long time. And so we've – it's actually multiple generations. So I've seen uh, the Chamber for uh, as long as I've been in the professional world. Um, And in addition to that, uh, we've had a lot of discussion about a foundation here at the Chamber, launching a foundation. I think that that will be a main focus uh, in terms of of, of a goal to try to accomplish, uh, to launch it, get traction with it. Because I do think that based on – our preliminary uh, evaluation of it and, and the pro forma for it, it could, we could look back at this uh, many years down the road and say, this was a pivotal time in the chamber's uh, evolution, Mm -hmm. right? So we we went through, um, you know, the pandemic and shortly uh, during the pandemic, we achieved a five-star accreditation. And shortly thereafter we launched a foundation, which many years from now could be a a very defining role in the chamber's makeup.
3: Well, and what about you, Kelly? With a year, well, well, almost a year, right? Yeah. Right Just out of here. Yeah. Under your belt. What do you see coming? Well,
2: I, I kind of see the future in two segments. I really look at the next two years as very pivotal recovery years from, you know, what's happened in our community. I think we're very lucky living in Plano and in Texas and having the economic engine that we do here in North Texas, that we have clearly weathered the storm a little bit better than other parts of the country. Um, but, you know, we're going to we're, we're kicking off a new strategic planning process and we're going to focus on that resiliency and that recovery for the next two years. You know, the interesting thing about the pandemic is in some ways it kind of righted some things. You know, overnight, we kind of lost our issues with traffic and congestion in certain parts of the community. We we definitely see that coming back now. But the challenges we had this year kind of shown a light on some areas that were almost to the surface as well. They, they're they not new necessarily, but they're things that maybe weren't at the top at the time. And so I think that will be some of the focus as we move into the next five years. You know, our, our need for innovation and the technology to support not only how we do our work, but now how we teach our children, how we manage a smart city. Um, the need to support our small businesses and shop local has never been more evident than this year um, and and the need to be active in the conversation about culture and inclusion. I mean our workforce here is our greatest asset. We need to make sure that we have the business community at the table to further those discussions. And of course, important legislation and policies are the undercurrent to everything so just maintaining that role as the voice of business.
0: Great. great Thank you Kelly. I appreciate that insight. Lisa, we're approaching the end of the year, which means the end of uh, your time as chair of the board, which is a time-intensive role with lots of Zoom meetings and extra hours outside your actual day job. Have you thought about it, and what are you planning on doing with all that extra time come January 1st? What's next for you?
3: Well, I still plan to stay involved with the Chamber uh, for the coming year, but I, you know, I do look forward to a time, as we all do, when we can resume some type of normal activities. We look forward, you know, I look forward to, to traveling and, and uh, all those community events that we all miss attending. I look forward to attending those, so I'm looking forward to, uh, to next year and hopefully the year beyond to get back to that normalcy.
0: That's great. That's great. Do you have any words of wisdom to share with me for, as being chair of the board for next year?
3: Well, I would say stay flexible, agile, um, and always keep the focus on the membership and our team members because they're the heart and soul of our organization. That's great. Thank you. Well, that's
2: about all the time we have for today. Steve, Lisa, thank you so much again for taking time out of your schedules to join me today and have a conversation about where we've been and where we're going. And and Lisa, I can't thank you enough um, for being the first chair in that I have worked with in my role here as, um, as president. It was definitely not the year we both expected, but I couldn't have imagined navigating these waters, so to speak, with anyone else. I've, I've really been appreciative of the support that you gave the staff and, uh, and just helping guide through this year. So thank you. And, Steve, I'm, I'm looking forward to you filling those shoes next year, <laughs> and, uh, and, and it's going to be a great year.
0: Great. Thank you. So if you're interested in reaching our Plano Pulse listeners, support the Chamber of Commerce by, uh, podcast by becoming a sponsor. Contact the Chamber team to learn more.
2: Thank you so much for tuning in to Plano Pulse. Please let us know what you think, share with your friends and colleagues, and be sure to tune in for our next episode. Hey, everyone. Kelly Marcellus here, your president and CEO of the Plano Chamber. Are you looking to kickstart your Friday morning with dozens of local business owners and professionals? Set your alarm and join us for our weekly business interchange meetings for virtual networking worth waking up early for. Meetings are held at 7.30 a.m. every Friday morning on Zoom. Join us and share your 30-second commercial promoting your business and be the first to hear what's going on with other local businesses. Visit planochamber.org to learn more, and we'll see you next Friday.